Transgender ideology is deadly. And I'm not just referring to the victims of trans terrorism here, no, I'm also referring to trans individuals themselves who sometimes choose to undergo risky and mutilating surgeries. We have this piece here from the post-millennial that is currently blowing up online, and it's shocking in some ways, but not in others. It explains that a trans teen died from vaginoplasty complications during landmark Dutch study used to justify child sex changes. Now, conservatives are often called bigoted or hateful when we refuse to do things like affirm someone's chosen gender identity, whether that's through pronouns or a chosen name, or when we refuse to support them undergoing something like a sexual reassignment surgery, where basically your genitals are cut up and doctors try to shape them into something they're not. And that approach has always been interesting to me because the left loves to act as if Christians, right-wingers, conservatives, we are the side of hate, and that must mean that they therefore are the side of love. But make no mistake, despite what LGBT plus activists might tell you, despite what the progressive left might try to say, when you love someone, when you care about them. No, the right thing to do is not to allow them to undergo surgeries that will essentially destroy their bodies for the rest of their lives, if not flat out kill them as we see in this story here. As this article explains, a 2016 medical article documenting the tragic death of one of the participants in the Lynchpin Dutch study, upon which the entire child sex change experiment is based, indicates that puberty suppression was to blame for the young person's death. The case is that of an 18-year-old trans-identified male whose puberty was blocked by the Dutch researchers at a very early stage, meaning there wasn't enough penile tissue for surgeons to use to create a neo-vagina. Therefore, a more risky procedure using a section of the patient's bowel was necessary, which resulted in fatal necrotizing fasciitis. So there's a lot of medical speak there, but essentially for those of you who are not familiar with the process of how trans kids become trans adults, nowadays, if a young person, uh, even perhaps as young is eight, says that they are a boy, uh, but really they're a girl or vice versa. Basically what a lot of doctors will do nowadays is put them on puberty blockers, meaning that that rush of either like estrogen or testosterone that causes a young person's body to develop into that of an adult, it, it never happens. So basically little girls never end up getting breasts and wider hips or little boys never end up I guess having their extra appendages develop into those of an adult male is uh, the most advertiser-friendly way I could think of putting it. And the reason why a lot of doctors who oversee trans kids choose to do this for young boys is because blocking male puberty also means that these young boys can remain more feminine looking. So they're not gonna develop, you know, those heavy jaws that tend to come with adult males or, you know, facial hair, Adam's apples, those types of things. However, one of the downsides that even some people who support adult transitioning do recognize that comes with putting little boys on puberty blockers is that if little boys are unable to go through a male puberty uh, that does affect their penises, that means if and when they choose to undergo genital surgery to try and create a vagina, there won't be enough tissue available to create that vagina. And by the way, if you find this conversation disturbing, Good, that means you are a sane and probably well-adjusted person because none of this is acceptable or normal despite what the LGBT lobby might be trying to tell all of us. And in the specific case of this 18-year-old who died trying to undergo sexual reassignment surgery to turn his penis into a vagina, it comes due to the fact that because he didn't have enough penile tissue since he was on purity blockers from such a young age due to these doctors, they instead tried to create a vagina using tissue from his colon. 
his intestines. And now obviously in this case, that didn't work because that sounds like a much riskier procedure. And don't get me wrong, it's all risky and it all comes with a lot of potential complications as we know from Jazz Jennings' case. However, in this case, the complications were so severe that they actually cost this boy his life. We continue in this article. It says the patient is described as being a healthy 18 year old for whom standard vaginoplasty surgery was not feasible due to having undeveloped genitals as a result of early puberty suppression. Transgender women with early onset gender dysphoria treated with puberty suppressing hormones report fewer behavioral and emotional problems and an improvement of general functioning readers are assured at this point. And here's the thing, the medical industry and once more the LGBT trans lobby, they love to assure readers and the general public that actually if someone is undergoing gender dysphoria at a young age, the best thing you can do for their mental health is to affirm their identity and yes, even put them on medications like hormone blockers or cross-sex hormones. It's ultimately what's going to make them the happiest. We don't have long-term studies. For, for any of these things. And honestly, the fact that these doctors are just pushing this narrative, it's driven by agenda and ideology, not by science, and it is irresponsible. It's basically as if we were telling people there are no downsides to using methamphetamines because, hey, a month later or two months later, all these people who use methamphetamines report just being happy and that the drug has had no serious downsides on their lives. And it's like, perhaps, perhaps we should do some more long-term research. Perhaps more follow-ups are required. And we have more to talk about with regard to this tragic story of this trans 18 year old. But first, I do want to say a thank you to today's sponsor, Genucel. By the way, guys, these types of stories are not popular on social media and definitely not very monetizable on platforms like YouTube. So sponsors like Genucel, they enable us to cover these important stories, even when the mainstream media or big tech don't want us to. And we're still able to keep the lights on. So ladies and gentlemen, sure, you can go to Brazil or Colombia and get crazy stuff done to your face. But why on earth would you do that as we know too well there are risks with surgeries. Well, now you can look years younger right before your eyes thanks to GenuCell's Mother's Day sale. Here is a real review from GenuCell.com. Claire said, I absolutely love GenuCell. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger with a more even tone, and I only used it for a week. My advice for everybody, take a before picture. And by the way, her husband Jim makes a more exciting point. Wife loves it. Ever since I purchased it for her, things got much more interesting after dark enough said. It is true. Nothing works like GenuCell because it's a family recipe for over 20 years made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches and always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. So go to genucell.com slash Lauren now and save over 70% off Genucell's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale. Every most popular package features their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. Don't wait. Go to genucell.com slash Lauren. Get a complimentary spot essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day plus free upgrade to priority shipping. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Lauren. And what I personally love about about GenuCell skincare because I do use it is that the ingredients are backed in science. Like if you go to the ingredients list and you look up individual things, you can actually Google all the skincare benefits attached to them. This is great stuff and you will see results. Now back to the story of this 18 year old who ultimately did lose his life because the adults who were supposed to be looking out for him were actually more interested in furthering their own ideology. It says major complications began within 24 hours of surgery and necrotizing fasciitis was confirmed in the days that followed despite large doses of intravenous antibiotics and repeated surgical debridement, the previously healthy patient went into multiple organ failure and died. And now if this story concerns any of you and makes you think that, hey, perhaps all of these sex change operations aren't such a good idea, well, the researchers wanted to assure you that, quote, vaginal reconstruction has a positive influence on the quality of life of non-transgender and transgender women 
but cautions that physicians and patients need to be aware of serious complications that may arise. The article does explain that the investigation into the young person's death revealed that the deadly strain of E. coli most likely came from the patient's own intestines, not from the hospital setting, meaning that the more risky vaginoplasty surgery necessary due to early puberty suppression almost certainly caused the fatality. So again, this was a perfectly healthy 18-year-old male who had his entire life ahead of him, but because of these doctors who were essentially playing Frankenstein with him, he instead died because a bunch of doctors tried to take his intestines, his colon, and shape them into a vagina. This is disgusting stuff. Like, I mean, let's not play around. The experience the Nazis did during World War II, this is the same level, if you ask me. This is absolutely going against God, going against nature, and you know, there's a reason why these surgeries have such high complication rates. It's because, guess what? Colons aren't supposed to be vaginas. Penises aren't supposed to be vaginas. It's like for a lot of the people in the medical industry, they're so focused on whether they can, they've completely ignored the question of whether they should. And if anyone's thinking, well, this is just a single anecdote, this isn't too common, you're wrong. This is actually quite common. In fact, I mentioned Jazz Jennings earlier. If you're not familiar with Jazz, he is a, a young adult who kind of became famous because he transitioned I think largely due to his crazy mother. He also went through sexual reassignment surgery when I think he was 17. And as this post-millennial article also explains, Jennings' puberty was also blocked very early, meaning standard vaginoplasty was not possible. Jennings required three corrective surgeries and still struggles in the dating world and has never experienced orgasm. And this piece also goes on to say that Dr. Marcy Bowers, Jennings' surgeon and president of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, is on record saying that all boys who have their puberty blocked early will never experience orgasm orgasm, which they say surely casts doubt on the Dutch researcher's conclusion that vaginal reconstruction has a positive influence on the quality of life in transgender women. The left wants to call conservatives, Christians, and right-wingers hateful because we're not on board with their trans agenda, but frankly, I'm past the point of caring. I don't care what the left calls me. They can call me a transphobe, a bigot, hateful until the cows come home. I am never going to support things like this. I am never going to say that it's perfectly normal and actually a good thing for an 18-year-old to have their penis cut off and made into a vagina because of a mental illness they have. And here's the thing, I, I wasn't always of this opinion because when I was younger, I actually did buy into a lot of the rhetoric that the left and the, the medical establishment pushes with regard to transgenderism. When I was younger, and people can look at my older videos from around six or seven years ago, this stuff is still up, I should probably take it down, but I genuinely believed what, what they were telling us at the time that, yeah, some people are born in the wrong body. You can have a male brain in a female body or vice versa, and those are the people that we call trans and the best course of action for them is to actually have surgeries to correct their bodies because, you know, their brains, it's, it's a male brain and a female body. Nothing else is going to fix things. None of that is true, though. We know now none of that is true. They've done studies on trans brains. The only times where you can actually see that, oh, yeah, a trans brain is, is kind of different than a cis brain is when they've already begun hormones, which obviously hormones change your brain. This whole trans agenda, I now realize, is just a way to undermine society. It's a way to undermine the family, to undermine heteronormativity and just straight relationships. It's a way to have our children sterilizing themselves. And even though you guys know I will go hard after the trans activists who are trying to push this stuff, ultimately at the end of the day, I feel terrible for the run-of-the-mill people who actually get swept up into this type of stuff. My heart bleeds for the person who actually was uncomfortable in their own body, went to a predatory doctor and was told, actually, you're trans, so here's some surgeries and some hormones, and they believed them that this was the best course of action. I mean, how many detransitioners have gone viral now telling their stories? These are people who have been failed. And look, if we actually wanna be about love and about truth and acceptance, 
We need to tell people that, no, there's no such thing as the wrong body. They need to accept their own bodies. I mean, ultimately, if we were living in a just society, these doctors, they would be in jail for exploiting mentally ill people. And this does bring a good question because a lot of people, I think, are rightfully shocked about this story, uh, as was Elon Musk when he read about it. On Twitter, he wrote, this is super messed up. Mature consenting adults should do as they wish so long as they do not harm anyone else. But this child was too young for any kind of consent. 18 year olds are technically, at least in, in most of the world, as far as I'm aware, considered adults and able to consent to things like surgery. So like, obviously we've talked about how these surgeries should not be offered for children, but honestly, I'm at a point now where I don't think they should be offered for adults either. It's wrong to exploit mentally ill people. Doctors actually take an oath saying that they are to do no harm. So is it okay for a doctor to cut off someone's penis, even if that person is 18? or 20, or 25. I really don't think so. And I think if I were saying that I don't think doctors should be allowed to uh, amputate someone's arm off just because they want to, I don't think that would be as controversial an opinion. And so if you are one of those people who believes, uh, oh no, this shouldn't be done to children, but yeah, adults can go for it. They can do whatever they want. Uh, I guess I would ask you how you feel about this story because this was an 18 year old. He was legally an adult. Do you think that this was okay? That what was done to this 18 year old was okay? And if not, then how can you reconcile the fact that adults should be able to elect to chop off their genitals? In any case, that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time.